0: Today we're going to be starting on the first part of the the book of Ephesians and today's message is called Spiritual Blessing. Come on, turn to your neighbour and say, Spiritual Blessing. The great Apostle Paul was writing to the people at the time, a group of believers, who were, by the grace of God, were rich in blessings, but were living like they are in a place of lack. I almost feel like in a modern day and age, you know, in a modern day and age, I feel like things have not changed too much from the Ephesian time era. Now, even in modern day Australia, when we, when we gave our life to Christ, there were many blessings that were available to us. But the challenge is not the blessing of God, which is readily and available, but rather our understanding of the blessing of God and how we can bring application into our lives. Who knows that the Word of God is the foundation Of our life. Come on, can I hear an amen today? The Word of God is the foundation of our life. And we are saved by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Who's so grateful for that today? But the challenge is not that we are not walking in that grace, but rather walking in the gift and the calling that God has for each and every one of us. And the reason why that is, is because we are yet to discover. The result, our identity as a result of our salvation. So Paul goes on a journey uh, with this group of people, with the audience of this letter, to bring it and to remind people about some foundational truths so that they can live and outlive the plan and purpose of God upon their life. Who knows that God has created for a plan and purpose? Come on, raise your hands today. Who knows that God's got a plan and purpose for your life? Amen. And maybe this morning or maybe online as, you, as we get into the Word of God today, maybe you're in a place where you're like, some of us, we know what the plan and purpose of God for our life is. And maybe some of us today are on a journey of discovering what exactly that is. Can I encourage you today, spend time in the presence of God and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you, to speak to you, to teach you, so that you may know without a shadow of a doubt what the plans and the purposes that God has for you. The fa- faith in Jesus Christ starts with a journey Of growth, and in that time of growth, our posture is so that we can learn more about Christ. Christianity is not a passive walk of ignorance. Hear me out today. Christianity is not a passive walk of ignorance, but rather a journey committed to learning more about Christ and allowing Christ and the revelation of what Christ has done in our lives to change our lives. Because right believing will result in right living. Come well, hear me out today. Right believing results in right living. And some of us, we look at, look at our lives and we wanna live right. We wanna live in the plans and purposes that God has. But there are some foundational truths that we need to lock into our hearts in order to change the outcome of our life. And it all starts by, by right believing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of? Oh, good, I'm glad some of us knew. Faith comes by hearing and hearing what? Not just any nonsense that we hear on the TV and the radio. No, hearing the Word of God. Amen. That's a drop the keys right there. But you know, let's have a quick look at Ephesians today. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. And let me, let's, let's read together. Paul, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Someone say every. Every. What am I saying? I'm teaching. What am I saying? Everyone say every. Every. Oh, there we go. That's better. Spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy. Someone say holy. Holy. And without blame before Him in love. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to His goodwill, so I go His good pleasure of His will, to the praise and glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted in the beloved. Today's message, uh, as we look at the book of Ephesians, is called spiritual blessing. And, and the Apostle Paul here is he's got, he's sharing and explaining a few things. But the question for us here is, what is the spiritual blessings that Paul is speaking about in Ephesians chapter 1? And the first point that we need to understand and bearing in mind, this is about identity and security. Just keep those two words in mind as we go through the word today. The first thing we see is that we are adopted into God's family. Come on, someone say adopted. We are adopted into the family of Christ. And this happens when we give our life to Jesus. And when we are born again, we are adopted. To be adopted is to be to legally take on and bring up as your own. Listen very carefully to this. When you gave your life to Christ and you said the sinner's prayer, it could have been after a service, you could have even Googled it, you might even heard someone say it, you felt something touch your heart and you said it and when you said that prayer, it was not just speaking to the air but there was an identity change, there was an adoption that took place and legally something happened in the spiritual. To be adopted is to legally take on and bring up as your own. So hear this out today. When you said yes to Jesus Christ legally, you said to the Holy Spirit, I'm giving you permission to grow me up and teach me and train me in the plans and purposes that you have for my life. Just like a parent, as as most of us are parents in the room today, and if you're not a parent, you will be one day, what do you do? You train your children and you develop them so they can be everything that God's called them to be. But when you said yes to Christ, you allowed the Holy Spirit to start to parent you. Come on, hear me out today. Come on. This is so significant for a believer. Spiritually, this is why the power of sin is broken. When we are born again. Because legally, we are now identified with Christ. We are identified with Christ. Since we've been identified with, with Christ, sin can't be where He is, as His power is stronger. That is why sin has no legal ground in our lives. Come on, hear me out today. This is the problem with sin. Is that when you sin? What you're actually doing is that you're giving legal grounds to someone else and not God. Come on, hear me out today. You're giving legal ground. That is a challenge for most of you, or some of you might know. I I do get excited around vehicles, and I happen to have a certain vehicle that you know that you know I, I like to. I, I used to, not anymore. No, no, not anymore. I've been saved and sanctified by Christ. I've been adopted and my identities changed. I'm no longer a rev head. I love Jesus. So I now just get to 60 quicker. No, I'm just joking. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Because you see, sin is pleasurable, but for a season. But when you fall in love with Christ and the plans and the purposes that He has for you, sin is no longer that attractive. Come on. I oh, know, come on. Sin used to be attractive. And if I can be really honest with you, the, 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 the 21 James was really excited about the right foot. He loved it. But when I fell more in love with Jesus, my thrills did not come going nought to 60. They come falling in love with Jesus and his word. And you know when you're growing spiritually, when sin is no longer as attractive as what it used to be. That's probably why by the goodness of God, When I was younger, I was not able to have vehicles that could actually perform. And that is by the goodness and the grace of God. Because who knows that maybe I might not have been here today. And I say that to say this. There's some people in the room today, you want something bigger. You want something greater from God. And it seems like God has held it back. Can I encourage you? It's not a curse when God holds it back. It is a blessing to you. Because sometimes the things that we want can get us into trouble. Come on, they can get us into trouble. It's only when we mature in God and we understand our grounding and we are adopted into the family of God and we begin to understand that and allow that to be a revelation in our lives that changes the way we live. And then because of the way we live is different, God's like, great, now that you've understood, I can trust you, here you go. Don't despise when it seems like God is holding it back. God is not a killjoy. He wants to give you joy, but he wants to protect you at the same time. Can I hear an amen today? Amen. Some of us were like, God, I'm waiting for this to happen. But God's like, great, no problem. You need to learn how to do this. The 21 James as compared to the 40 James. has not just got white hair and maybe a bit rounder around the, around the belly, but rather the difference between the 21 and the 40 is that what used to be pleasurable and what used to give thrills is not what is material, but rather than the grace and the presence of God. Come on, hear me out today. Hear me out today. If there's one thing the enemy would love to do, is to take us out and derail our mind by removing our identity. When you can understand that, then you will understand why we live in a world that's all about morally changing things. Because it's not about what's on the media, but rather it's about what's behind that makes a difference. So when the enemy takes out, tries to attack the identity, what's he actually doing? He's attacking the foundations of our lives that are based in God, hear me out. That's what he's doing. Our identity and adoption with Christ says that we are not of our own. Think about that for a moment. If I belong to Christ, then I can't do whatever I like, whenever I like, however I like. That I'm actually responsible and I I have to be held accountable to a higher power. And that is not of my own. What about this? When, when we belong to Christ, it, it says here, well, what we're saying is, God, you will protect me. You will heal me. My God loves me and has a plan for my life. And what's that all wrapped around? That's wrapped around security. When you understand that you're adopted into Christ's family, that'll give you the courage and the strength to step out in everything that God has got for your life. That's why the enemy would love to take away our identity because if he can remove identity, he can remove adoption, he will stop us from stepping out into the plans and purposes that God has. There are people in the house today, you are wanting to take that step of, you know, maybe God's been speaking to you about certain things and you're holding back, you're holding back. Can I just pause for a second? Spend time in the presence of God and get an understanding of a revelation of your identity in Christ. When you get that, you will step out in faith. Faith is then a result of my time spent with Jesus and hearing his voice. That's why Paul said faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. Because when you hear the word, the word's life and it's power, and it'll give you the strength to step forward in the plans and the purposes that he has for you in Jesus' name. The next thing, let's look at uh, Ephesians 1.7. In him, we have redemption through his blood. For the forgiveness of sins, according to the richness, riches of His grace, which He made abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. The next thing we need to understand about spiritual blessings is that we have been redeemed. We have been redeemed. Come on, say, I've been redeemed. Hey, the word "redeemed" in the context of Scripture means that Christ paid the price as a compensation for our sins to gain or regain our souls. This is because before a righteous God, sin is punishable. But take a moment to consider that out of all of creation, God could not stand to be with Himself and realise, I do not want to just, in, the, in my glory and magnificence, miss out on an opportunity to have us with Him. Think about that for a moment. God in His splendour and His majesty, who's able to do exceedingly abundantly and above all that we can ask or think, yet... He thought of you and sent his son for you so that when he would die, there'll be an atonement paid for our sin that we might have an opportunity to come into relationship with Christ. Due to original sin, which is the sin committed by Adam and Eve in the garden, humanity has been living with the effects of sin. These include sickness, spiritual bondage, death, but what makes the, blood of, makes the blood of Christ being shed so significant is how the blood has been made available to us. Once we were bound, now we've been set free. Come on. Once we were sick, but now we are healed. Come on, can I hear an amen today? Once we were unprotected, now because of the blood of Jesus Christ, there is a covering that comes upon us and upon our family in Jesus' Name. Hey, let me ask you, what are the areas in your life that are dead? What are the areas in your life that are uncovered that you need to put the blood of Christ upon? The blood of Christ is not just when we talk about communion in church, but is something that is available that you can put on your life, you can put on your children, you can put on your business, you can put on your career and on your mind and your heart in the name of Jesus. Because the blood of Christ is about life and restoration. Can I hear an amen this morning? Amen. The last is that we have, been obtained, we have obtained an inheritance. Ephesians 1, verse 11 to 12 says this, In Him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to His counsel and His will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of His glory. I mean, think about it. What do you think about when you hear the word inheritance? I mean, do you think about real estate? Do you think about maybe that car that your uncle's got in the driveway, maybe a Ford Model A V8? I wish my uncle had a Ford Model A V8. But, but the apostle's Paul's not talking about a physical inheritance here. He's talking about something that money can't buy. He's talking about a spiritual inheritance. And a spiritual inheritance is available for you and for me. You know, as a parent, it's not what we give our kids that sets them up for life. It's what we put into our children that sets them up for life. Some of us were too busy buying iPads and Nintendo Wiis and all of this sort of stuff. And I've got no problem with technology and thank God for technology. But you know what? An iPad's not gonna get you when you're down and out and you need the presence of God. You know what's gonna get your child to have a breakthrough? Is, hey kid, let me show you how to seek the Lord. Let me show you how to pray. Let me show you how to worship. Let me show you how to get on my knees before God for a breakthrough that we are needing. Because it's not stuff that gets our kids to win in life, it's what we put in them. It's the spiritual inheritance. And for some of us in the room, we are hoarders. We hoard the blessings of God. Here for me, here for me. I'm hanging on to that one, little baby. It's, it's in mine, it's mine. But hey, hey, do not be a hoarder of the blessings of God. Whatever spiritually God has put in your life, you need to hand it to your children. Come on. You need to pass it down the line. And, and I often thought, why do we hoard? Do you know why we hoard? Because we believe deep down, we don't say it, but we think about it. We think that if we give, we're gonna be the loser. Oh, there's only two people that agree. I'm telling you now, you know why you hang on? Because if you let go, then you just might not get it. But let me tell you something, that's not how the kingdom of God works. When you give, You receive. In fact, if you want to develop spiritually your giftings that God's placed on life, you start giving them away. That's why the word says, Give, it shall be given back to you. It does say, Give and that you will be in lack. No, give and it will be given back to you. That's not just financial, that is a spiritual blessing of God. And our kids and our grandchildren. Let me tell you something some people get intimidated by the gifting of God upon their children. Nobody in this room I know, it's the church down the road. Let me tell you, let this be an encouragement to you. If your children are better than you in the gifting of God upon your life, you know you're doing well. Come on. You know you're doing good. Because it's about a spiritual inheritance. I want my kids to know how to hear God's voice better than me. I want my babies one day to be able to lead worship in the house, or maybe speak the word of God with confidence, knowing that God is by their side. And some of us today, you've got to stop hoarding the spiritual blessings of God and pass it down the line to your children, because there is a blessing attached to that. Inheritance is not, doesn't stop with one generation. it continues. In all of that, Paul is laying down a foundation. He's laying down a foundation for the Christian life. And how you can walk in the plans and the purposes of God and be effective, that's the key. Effective is understanding some very basic truths. You're adopted in the family of Christ. Your identity has changed. You're not what you used to be. Secondly, you've been redeemed. You've been redeemed by the precious blood of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. God saw value in you, so He said, I cannot stand to be by myself in eternity with my stuff. I want you. So I'm gonna send my son for you. The next, the last thought is inheritance, that God puts it upon our life, not just to make ourselves look sweet, but rather to pass it on. Let's have a look at Ephesians 1.18. I'd love for us to all stand just for a moment. Come on, everybody in this place. Spiritual blessing. And what happens when you do? What happens when you do? And I'm just gonna declare this word over the house today. And if you wanna just receive from the word of God, can I just ask you to raise your hands right now? Come on, all across this place online in the room God, we are hungry for Your Word. That the eyes of Your understanding be enlightened. That you may know the hope of His calling. Come on now, come on, amen. What are the riches of His glory? Amen. Amen. Of His inheritance in the saints? Someone say amen. amen. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us? who believe according to the work of His mighty power, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him on the right hand of God in heavenly places. Come on, someone say Amen. But look at verse 21. Listen carefully. We all know, maybe you've got people in your life, in your family And it seems like there's a speed bump. There seems to be a block. Listen to this word. Verse 21. Far above principality. Come on. And the power and the might and dominion and every name that is named. What am I talking about? And maybe I'm I'm talking about maybe they said in your family that everyone gets liver cancer. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Maybe the, the name for, maybe the name for you is that you will never amount to anything. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Maybe for you, it's maybe everyone in the family goes into a financial mess. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus far above every principality and the power and the might and dominion and every name that is named. And listen to this, and not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And He put all, someone say all, all, all under His feet and gave Him to be the head of all things, to the church.